What's up, everybody? Welcome to the week five edition of Louie Lineups. This week, we'll get you ready for week five here. Go over, you know, players I like, don't like. We'll take you through the waiver wires, look at some injuries that are uh, affecting lingering questionable people who to take the risk on starting, who to back off and keep them on your bench. Uh, and as always, we'll have Joe come on and give him uh, give us his daily uh, fantasy lineup. Hopefully, win you some money this week. So, let's start off just looking at the waiver wire um, coming into this week. The top two, I guess you could look at here, was Damian Williams of the Bears after Dave Montgomery set to miss a. A couple weeks here, and Joe Mixon, who is week-to-week, is not expected to play Sunday. So Samaj P. Ryan would be that backup. So aside from those two waiver wire pickups, there wasn't much out there this week, especially on the wide receiver side. Um, But another running back that has my eye right now is uh, Kenneth Gainwell of the Eagles. Look, this team didn't give Miles Sanders the ball, like, at all. They are. They don't give him the ball. I think him and Gainwell had about the same amount of touches against the Chiefs. The the Eagles are just not giving the running backs the ball right now. And Gainwell is more of a catching back that they want to use. Um, he had six catches last week, uh, three touches on the ground, and... The Eagles like this kid. They want to get him involved with the offense. They want to see what he has. And I really think that they're not all in on Miles Sanders. They're not ready to, you know, let Miles Sanders, I guess, just take that job over and just run with it. His touches have been down. His volume has been down. It just looks like they're not trying hard enough or the will is not there to give Miles Sanders the ball a ton. I just don't see it. It's seven attempts last week, two the week before that. I mean, this guy has 10 touches in his last two games. And receiving-wise, he's got six catches in the last two games. So Gainwell is just outperforming him in volume right now. So he's a running back that, you know, if you're decimated in running backs or you need a running back, Kenneth Gainwell is your guy. I mean, he's, he's, they're basically splitting between him and Sanders, and he's getting more of the load, to be totally honest. Yes, Sanders had, I think, four more rushes than him last week, but, man, Kenneth Gainwell, you know, looking like a, a valid option for fantasy purposes right now. So sticking with the running backs here, um, let's go through my who I'm down on this week list. That's start off with Najee Harris in Denver. Look, Denver's defense is good. Denver's defense is the, one of the best at containing the run. I don't think they're afraid of Ben Roethlisberger um, throwing the football. So expect them to stack the box and really keep Najee Harris from running all over them. I think a lot of his points will come on you know, receptions this week, Late drives, two-minute drives, Ben dumps it off to him. That's where most of his points are going to come from this week. So unless he breaks a few of those, I don't expect a big boom week out of Harris. I think he might just get, you know, 10 points or so. So if you have a, 
a valuable option on the bench. I consider it. I know it's going to be tough to keep Harris out of your starting lineups, but he's someone that I'm not big on this week at all. Another one I'm not big on, two questionables going into this week. Uh, Chris Carson, listen, is questionable going into tonight's game um, against the 49ers. And Josh Jacobs is listed as questionable for his game on Sunday. So Carson tonight at the Rams. We know about the Rams' defensive front. We, we know how good that, that defense can be. Um, and we saw Carson not be a huge factor in, last, in uh, last Sunday's game. Alex Collins was getting some reps. He ended up getting in the end zone. Carson just putting him up a measly three, four points. Not in love with Carson this week, especially on a short week, being questionable. Um, getting the touchdown out of Collins last week scares me a little bit with you know him and his red zone touches. Because Carson's not a guy that's going to run for 100 yards every week, but he's a guy that can give you 60, 70 yards, maybe add a touchdown, maybe add a receiving touchdown. And if they're not going to use him in the red zone, Carson's value is is dropping dr- dramatically. So Carson's not somebody I'm sh- rushing to get in my lineup this week. The Raiders, um, not a huge fan of their matchup with Josh Jacobs. I don't like that Josh Jacobs is questionable. I think that they are mixing in Peyton Barber there a little bit. They are not afraid to give him carries, but they're they're facing the Bears at home. The Bears' defense hasn't been awful this year. I expect a low-scoring game there. Um, You know, Jacobs is a pretty much touchdown or bust kind of guy. So if Jacobs is able to get in the end zone, he'll he'll put up, you know, double-digit points. But I'm worried about that game. I think it's going to be very low-scoring. I think Fields can, you know, drive the ball, have long drives. Um, you know, the time of possession, everything like that's going to play a factor in that game. I'm not expecting a back and forth shootout there. Um, so, safe to say, I like the under in that game. I don't think that there's going to be a lot of points scored. And if Josh Jacobs doesn't get in the end zone, I'm expecting a pretty, pretty bad day for him. Running backs, I like. I've been liking them for a while now. Cordell Patterson, he is the Falcon offense right now. He's the most consistent player in that offense. He gets the ball at consistent rates. Cordell Patterson is, you know, looking, uh, he's really getting, you know, more looks than Calvin Ridley, you can say. He's sure as hell beating out Mike Davis at the running back position. I know Davis got in the end zone last week, but Cordell Patterson, he does a lot for that Falcon offense. And he can, you know, who knows if he can return a kick or bust a kick for a touchdown. But Patterson, I love this week in London against the Jets. Um, and, you know, seeing that with that Bears-Oakland game, Damian Williams, uh, why not? The Bears are going to run the ball. The Bears are going to want to control that time possession. They're going to want to have long drives. They're not going to want to put all the pressure on fields to go win a game. Um, why not? Um, Darrell Williams there uh, as the backup to Montgomery, who is out this week. Uh, if you picked him up, I'd play him. I would definitely want to get him in that lineup. Another running back I like this week, Monday night, Latavius Murray. Look, the the Ravens just scratched Tyson Williams. They basically said, you know, thanks for coming out, but we're going to go with Latavius Murray the rest of the way. We're going to activate Le'Veon Bell and, and Devonta Freeman. So Williams, Tyson Williams' job is gone. You can go ahead and drop him. And Latavius Murray is going to be the featured back in the most run-heavy offense in the NFL. 
So Latavius Murray, I know his projections are way too low this week. I think that you know he's not the bell cow, but he's going to get a lot, he's going to get a lot of volume there. Um, I expect you know fifteen to twenty touches for him. Gets in the end zone a couple times, but Murray is a great play the rest of the way. And coming off a horrible week, um, well, the Patriots' running game was just coming off a horrible week, netting a total of negative one yards. They go play a much more uh, relaxed, feeble defense of the Houston Texans. I think Damian Harris has a big bounce back week. The Patriots get up big and just coast the rest of the way, give Harris the ball, maybe see 20 to 25 touches from him, and uh, hopefully he can break 100 yards and grab a touchdown while he's at it. So those are uh, at your running backs that I like for, for this week. Look, the wide receivers I looked, there's no one I really like or hate this week too much. They're all pretty neutral matchups. If he's been doing well, play him. If he hasn't been doing great, sit him. Go with, go with someone else that you might like. Um, if you're really in, in need of a wide receiver, look, Shepard and Slayton are probably going to be out again this Sunday for the Giants. And the Giants are going to need to throw the ball to hang with Dallas because the Giants' defense is not going to stop Dallas's offense for, for long. Um, I expect a high, higher scoring game there. Uh, Daniel Jones looks a lot better this year. He seems to be clicking more. I know Garrett is someone that holds back this offense, but if he can call a game like he did last uh, last game against the Saints, even though it took him overtime to put up 27 points and Jones throwing for 400 yards, doesn't seem like a lot of points, and you'd like to see more from them. But Darius Tony going to need to get involved. You know, we got Barkley, they got Galladay. Those two guys are, are going to get their targets, but Tony's third in line. Nine targets last week, six catches. I think he could have had about eight catches. I think he had a couple drops last week. But this guy's electric with the ball in his hands, could easily break one. So he's not a horrible flex option there, um, Katerius Tony. And if you're looking for a boom play, that's what John Ross is for. We saw it last week. Saw it last week, him uh, get a 50-something yard catch for a touchdown down, down the middle of the field. So those two guys, preferably Tony over Ross, because you know Ross isn't going to get the same volume or targets that that Tony's going to get. But the Giants are going to get their ball to these playmakers. You know they're going to try to you know their pass rush. If the Dallas pass rush is getting to them, it's going to be dump offs to Tony, dump offs to Barkley, and when they have protection, they're going to take their shots with Galladay and um, Ross down the field. So those are the two wide receivers I'd be looking at. Now, there's a lot of questionable running backs this week. We went over two of them with Carson and Jacobs, who I would both um, try to avoid this week. Someone that might be back unexpectedly this early is Christian McCaffrey, listed questionable for Sunday. Matt Rule said he had a great practice on Wednesday. I expect them to be air on the side of caution with him, so I'm not going to put all my eggs in McCaffrey's basket thinking he's going to be back this week. So don't uh, preemptively drop Chubba Hubbard this week against a porous Eagles defense uh, run-wise. So Carolina running back and McCaffrey is active. Obviously, yeah, you got to play him. But don't go ahead and drop Hubbard yet. Just hold on to him till Friday or Saturday till we get more news on McCaffrey's Thursday and Friday practices. Dalvin Cook, someone that's questionable this week. I'd expect him to play after playing last week. Zeke's questionable, but I don't think there's anything to worry about. And that's the same goes for Barkley. And DeAndre Swift, Aaron Jones, and Chase Edmonds, those three are all 
questionable as well, but I th- I'd err on the um, – I don't think they're going to be too cautious with them. I, they should – they should all play. Chase Edmonds is someone that is just not getting goal line touches. I mean, if this guy was getting goal line touches, he's a borderline top 10 running back. Just is. But James Conner's there, and he's getting those goal line carries. He's punching in the end zone, and Chase Edmonds just gets them down there. Edmonds takes the screen pass. Edmonds gets the rushes. But in short yardage goal line situations, he's not out there, and that, that it hurts him big time. Um, really does. So I'm not huge on him uh, this week or really going forward. Because if he was able to get those goal line touches, then that'd be good. Edmonds is someone that, you know, I'd try to get rid of. If you're if it, another team needs running back depth and, and you need, you know, a wide receiver or something, Edmonds is someone that is surely on the trade block you could try to get rid of. Antonio Gibson, questionable this week against the Saints. I'd expect him to suit up and... Melvin Gordon for the Broncos. This is one I really want to watch. If he's out, then I think Javante Williams should be getting some starts for, for Denver. You know, he's a brawler. He carries men. He runs hard. He's good in the red zone. So in the limited opportunities I see in this game for Denver to be in the red zone, especially if Teddy Bridgewater doesn't play, they're not going to want to put all their faith in Drew Locke. So... Look for the running backs to get a lot of volume in that game against the Steelers. I know the Steelers have a great defense, but Denver's got to get down the field somehow, and I think it's with Javante Williams. Um, With Melvin Gordon's out, I think Javante Williams is really just a a must-start in that game. Uh, Another questionable running back here is Elijah Mitchell. So San Fran's been all over the place with their running backs, from not activating Sermon to making him the number one back in, you know, week three, I think it was, and all, all over the place. The San Fran is with their backs. They signed a guy off the Bengals practice squad. They're, they're just really all over the place with their backs. Mitchell could be back this week. He's listed as questionable. If he plays, I don't consider him a must start. I mean, look, this team's got Trey Lance going. They haven't had that all year um, with, with Trey Lance. They haven't had him start the whole season. So well, we've got to see what kind of offense we're going to get. Uh, they didn't seem to do much on offense when he was in the game last week in the second half. But, you know, Mitchell's participating limited due to a shoulder injury. So we'll see. Keep tabs on Elijah Mitchell. I'm sure they're going to want to get him involved um, if he starts on Sunday in Arizona. In Arizona, you know, we've seen them be in some shootouts here. So they, the San Fran could put up a lot of points. Mitchell's someone I'm watching for a potential flex spot there. Uh, I think he's a decent play, just considering how high-scoring Cardinals games have um, have been. So that's really going to do it for this week. Uh, shorter episode this week. Not much. Uh, not not a whole lot going on. Um, Joe's coming on. He'll give you his daily fantasy lineups. That's all for me this week, and we'll talk to you next week. Here's Joe. Hey, what's up, everyone? Joe Wanderling back with you. HVH Picks, we're here with Louie Lineups, giving you yet another week of our DraftKings lineups. They've been pretty average, subpar, whatever word you want to use. Average sounds better than subpar and mediocre. We've definitely had some nice highs within our lineups, but we've also put up a couple of duds. So we're looking for some consistency 
looking for a big week this week. I'll have to excuse if I have some, some pauses in between. I'm battling a little bit of a cold, sore throat situation. So bear with me for tonight. We're going to run through this lineup pretty quick. Um, let's start with a rookie quarterback at the top. I'm sure Lou's going to love this pick. But we're going to rock Mac Jones this week at Houston. Look, I think this kid's confidence is at an all-time high after Sunday night in Tampa, Brady's big return. Mac Jones had the ball in his hands, chance to do what Tom Brady has done for years, and he executed it pretty good, setting up a chance, right? 56 yards in the rain. It didn't miss by much, but he got his team in position to win a ball game against Tom Brady. I think his confidence is only continuing to grow. He's playing a little bit better. He's had the one game with the three picks, but very generous matchup at Houston. He's only 5,300. I think he's the play this week. There were a couple of other options. We were looking at Kirk Cousins and Ryan Tannehill, both, again, favorable matchups. They're, they're pretty hot or, or looking to grow and get a little consistency in their games, particularly Ryan Tannehill and that uh, game they, the Titans blew against the Jets. But a couple of good alternatives. They're a little bit more expensive. We're going to lock in Mac Jones. On to our running backs. Derek Henry is probably the most expensive pick we will pick all year right past present future certainly this week although we do have a couple expensive pieces in our lineup but we think they are worth every penny Derek Henry at Jacksonville look we've just mentioned it the Titans embarrass themselves against the Jets on Sunday they have very high hopes for this season with a one-two punch in your lineup at Jets and at Jaguars you can't miss that opportunity I don't care what team you are but a team like this that has AFC South division hopes. They have AFC championship game hopes. I have Super Bowl hopes for this team. So they need to figure it out. They need to figure it out now. What better way to do it than at Jacksonville and Derrick Henry? It it starts and ends with him. I don't care what kind of day Tannehill does or does not have. Henry gets his touches. He's the workhorse. I think he's in for a tremendous game on Sunday at Jacksonville. So next we got a couple of Buccaneers, one at running back, one at wide receiver. I think Tampa... After their their game, again, in the rain at New England, they only put up 19. I think Brady and that offense is going to put up big numbers at home against Miami on Sunday, Battle of Florida. Miami's got no Tua still on the offensive side of the ball. That defense is certainly nothing special. So I'm expecting 35, 38-plus from Tampa this week. Plenty of offense to go around. So we're going to rock Leonard Fournette with Derrick Henry at the running back position, and we're going to rock Antonio Brown as one of our wide receivers this week. No Rob Gronkowski again, so one less target for Brady to look towards, and clearly he's a favorite of his, but particularly Antonio Brown. I watched that whole game start to finish, and in the fourth quarter alone, I think he had two or three plays that could have ended in touchdowns. I think he dropped one in the end zone, then he couldn't find the ball in the air and another one in the corner of the end zone. So Brady's always looking Antonio Brown's way, especially near the end zone. So between him and Fournette will get his touches. I think this team, like I said, plenty of offense to go around this week. I think both of them are in for some pretty good days come this weekend. And then the other two are some familiar faces for us. Jamar Chase, he's just putting up the numbers week in and week out, regardless of opponent. Joe Burrow loves him. He will continue to look his way. Cincinnati Bengals are a sneaky 3-1 team um, in a pretty loaded division. So big game against another 3-1 team, the Green Bay Packers, at home. This game could be pretty sneaky high scoring. I think Jamar Chase continues his early success. 
And then DJ Moore is just, the numbers are incredible. He's averaging seven and a half catches a game, 100 yards a game. He's got the touchdowns. Home against the Eagles that just put up, just just gave up, excuse me, five touchdown passes to Pat Mahomes. I Obviously, Sam Darnold is no Pat Mahomes, but I think he'll have no problem getting a couple his, himself and looking DJ Moore's way just every single week, double-digit targets. He's a no-brainer until his season starts to take a turn. We're going to keep rocking him every week. Um, similar to Chase, who we have this week, and Antonio Gibson, who we actually don't have this week. But those three are the first three we pretty much look at every single week. Um, so we got Chase, we got Brown, we got DJ Moore. Our flex is another wide receiver, Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen is a lot like DJ Moore. Um, maybe the, t- the targets aren't as drastic and the, the numbers maybe aren't as drastic, but 28 catches, right? That's still seven a game, just under 74 yards a game. He's got the touchdown. So the only thing really missing is his touchdown receptions, but another game that could be very high scoring against Cleveland. Um, I have no problem with that Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen connection all day long. We saw it. Um, Monday night against the Raiders. We'll continue to see it pretty much regardless of opponents. So Keenan Allen's going to be your play there. And then at tight end, this is our bold pick of the week. Logan Thomas is on the IR. He's out at least four weeks for the Washington football team. Taylor Heineke has proven that he's going to put up the points. He is looking tremendous on offense with that offense, despite the defensive struggles. This offense has to put up 30 points a week just to have a shot. So home against the Saints, they're coming off a pretty embarrassing loss themselves at home to the Giants so we're gonna go at Ricky Seals Jones he is only 2,500 he's seen the field even with Logan Thomas on the field he's seen the end zone this year with uh that game against the Giants week two with Heineke under center so at 2,500 tight end spots kind of a crapshoot anyway I think this could be a play here um Heineke's looking he spreads the ball as running backs he loves his wide receivers Logan Thomas has had a bit of a quiet year but Ricky Seals Jones is is crazy athletic at that position he's a red zone target he's going to be on the field more I think we take a shot at him here at 2500 and then lastly you have the Minnesota defense home against Detroit they only gave up 14 to Cleveland um the offense just wasn't there I think they bounced back in a big way offensively against Detroit and that defense continues to do its thing so we're gonna rock the Vikings defense just to get it all from top to bottom for you one nice clean slate we're going with Mac Jones Leonard Fournette Derek Henry Antonio Brown Jamar Chase DJ Moore Ricky Seals Jones Keenan Allen at the flex tie it all together with the Minnesota Vikings defense best of luck this week everybody keep plugging away grinding away making that money. Um, Best of luck this week, guys. We'll talk to you later.